to Rick for Dirt, the podcast recorded as the adventure happens. I'm Frank. And I am Ollie. And we are back at it in the <laughs> desert. It's the Frank and Ollie show. <laughs> Oh man! You can tell you can tell how long it's been since we've actually gone for a proper camp out. Uh, this is like the most proper, legit, full on camp out we've done too. In the last over, it feels like over a year. It's not. Over I know, a year. almost. I almost mean, it's been like seven months, right? <laughs> but it's eight be months. A year. I mean, yeah, it's three quarters. Yeah, pretty close. I mean, Valley of the Moon was good. You know, that was a good camping. Dude, that, that was, was a camping the trip. worst camping time I've ever had <laughs> you're in like, my life. You're like, no, it wasn't good. I'm I not going to sugarcoat it. <laughs> I would have had a way better time had I just left with those drunk climbers. Oh, with then, Scott. Yeah. Drunk Scott. Drunk Scott. Drunk Scott. Sitting <laughs> in that campsite. <laughs> Ruining the day that I ever decided to get into this. No, I'm kidding. It wasn't right. that bad. That's it. I'm selling my truck. <laughs> Kate is selling not for everything. Sale. <laughs> I'm kidding. Multicam, I'm kidding. I quit. Um... No, dude. I mean, but legit, that was not my favorite um, trip ever. Which is kind of ironic that it was the first one back from COVID. So I feel like it was maybe shaking off some bad juju from and COVID or maybe, something. Yeah, and maybe it was just like, yeah, pent up, pent up frustration. Yeah, and whatnot. like everyone was just like, I got to get out. It's got to be my best time ever. Uh, Bunch yeah, of maybe just know. little tryhards. I don't know. Yeah, that might have been it. We might have been trying too hard to have yeah. fun. Like we all wanted it to work so great. That exactly. It didn't work great. Actually, you know, truth be told, I had a lot of fun the following day because uh, we went wheeling. Yeah. Um, with uh, um, Dead Sam Man, and, Sam, yeah. yeah, Sam and Charlie and him, um, Danny, all of them. It was pretty fun. Yeah. Um, we did. We went to a mine. There's a mine right there um, by Valley of the Moons. We went up there. That was a pretty sketchy road. Yeah. There's a part where you're on three wheels and your weight totally shifts. Like literally, you're three wheeling and your weight just goes from right side shifts to the left. And by the way, you're on a road that's only wide enough for your vehicle, and then there's like an eighty or a hundred foot drop. <laughs> and so it's like a total, nice. it's a total mind f. I like, totally missed out. Yeah, and you, then there's like a there's like a, one of those like three point turn hairpins, and then another three point turn turn hairpin up a stair step. Wow. At the top, so I was just like. Kind of like it was a nail biter towards the top, and we got there, and then there was the mine was basically a, a indentation in the ground. Oh, it wasn't even like a full <laughs> it wasn't mine. Even like a full mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I think I would have mined this. Nah. It was like this trip in summary. <laughs> womp womp. But it was still a, like a, a destination. Like people knew about it. It was. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, yeah. Sam, but I will say the view was gorgeous from up there because you were at the highest point. So the view was like spectacular. Way to go, Sam! You're two for two. You're two for two. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Sam's gonna be so he's gonna he's not gonna be mad because he's such a nice guy. No, he's gonna be so bummed. He's gonna be bummed. He's like, dude, Ollie, I said I was sorry. Yeah, I'm kidding, Sam. Yeah, kidding, dude. That's so kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but love, Sam. Ne- Nothing but love. Never, never gonna let you let this one down. But. <laughs> um, and then and the cool thing is like you're because you know Valley of the Moon is close to the border, so you're up on top of this peak and you look down the bottom, which is maybe like. If you're looking distance-wise, it's maybe only 20 yards, 30 right. yards, because it's a pretty significant drop. And there's the fence for the border. And by fence, I mean I mean poles and barbed wire. Oh, like by that time, the big fence is gone. Yeah, there's just... no big fence there. And then you could just see all these like trails. Like, there's like along. signs that say, please don't cross. <laughs> <laughs> it says, it says honor system. Pretty please. Pretty please stay on that side. There's a sign that says, we practice the honor system here. <laughs> 
But if you made it this far, there's campers <laughs> just down the hill. And of course, we put the signs in English, so womp womp. Oh, man. <laughs> um, um, no, it was fun. And then we we went, we real, came down now, and it was real, pretty real quick though. Yeah. I I hate. I hate podcasts that have like inside jokes. Yes. So the only I agree. Reason, me the too. The reason why it was funny with the whole Sam thing is because he invited us out to that trip, oh. which ended up being a shit show. And then hearing Frank talk about the next day and this quote unquote mind being an indent in the ground. That's right. why it was two for two. Correct. So, yeah. Just, just letting you know. Sorry. No, I'm with you because I felt the same way. Like when I listen to certain podcasts and the guys are like, the guys on the podcast. And then, and then Rob was like, dude, yeah. can you believe that? It's like, And they're cracking up and they're having this super fun time and you're sitting there in your car driving to work on a shit commute and you're just like, yeah, I don't understand what you guys are laughing about, so I'm just going to continue on my shit commute. Thanks, guys. Right? This podcast sucks. This podcast sucks. You had to listen from the beginning to have any kind of vested, in any kind of like insight on the you, jokes. You, you had to like, be like 200 episodes caught up to right. even know like before anything's funny yeah i mean granted <laughs> we may from time to time say the word dick right and just as long as you know it means driver iq that's correct we're good that okay. is our, that is probably our one and only inside joke the only inside joke um where we don't mean what you think we mean we mean driver iq the only other thing would be so far so good which is not an inside joke it's no. just like a hey it's more of a mantra if, if you're if you've gotten that far so far so good yeah that's just kind of how we live life these days so far, so good. <laughs> day by day. By day. <laughs> That's right, man. Forget quarter mile at a time, dude. I live in my life a quarter hour at a time. Dude. Just trying, to, just trying to survive. It's real right now. Like, it is real. I mean, and then you're hearing the surge. And I looked at the... I was... I, from time to time, like at the beginning, I was looking at world meters really close up. Yeah. And now it's like once a month, I'll look at world meters just because I feel like, hey, life is going on. Yeah. Dude, I looked at it today because they were talking about these the surge. Yeah. It's it sounds a, like a, it sounds like a movie, huh? Like the purge. Instead of the it's purge, the it's surge. a surge. Yeah. The bacteria out to kill everyone. It's gonna be, of that's going to be a movie. I guarantee you, it's going to be surge. a movie. The surge. Trademark copyrighted. And I don't mean and I don't mean the the German techno junkie surge. I mean like the surge. Surge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, you were talking about Valley of the Moon. Oh yeah. So we you know we did this really cool trail that basically dumps you out um, towards Hakumba, but it's all super technical trail. That goes along. I mean, not super technical. It's got technical sections. Yeah. Um, like some cool little like drops and descents and like steep, steep sections where you're basically like doing a control slide. Right. Because you're not really, you don't really have that much grip. Um, so, and then that drops you off basically at the border wall where the, the, the end of the, or the end or beginning, depending on how you look at it, yeah. of the border wall. And then from there, we just go into Hakumba, gas up, air up, and head home. Yeah. But man, there was some good sections in there where even I was like trucky. Some of the gnarliest trails I think I've put the FJ through. I um, mean, the the cool thing about like uh, that morning on the way back for us, yeah, seeing all the stuff we had traversed at night to come in, and yeah, to come yeah. in, and then leaving that way, and it's like, dude, it's like it was one of the more fun spots to get to, yeah, just because it wasn't super like difficult. It was intermediate, yeah. I would say it's a decent. Yes, like, it's an intermediate. Yeah, I I give it like intermediate. low low intermediate. Yeah, low intermediate. It's more it's more mental, right? So if you're very experienced. Then you can you can deal with it better, right? It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't yeah. stress you out, right. right? But if you're a beginner and you're coming across these off-camber descents or, or ruts that are off-camber that drop a foot and you, your whole your your weight shifts and your right. vehicle's on three wheels, like if that's new to you, then yeah, this was kind of like there was definitely some pucker moments where if that's if you've never experienced it before, you were like, oh shit, right. I'm on three wheels. Yep, yep, yeah. I, I mean, I think we talked about it last time, but I do like the fact that the campsite we were at, you had to. You have to just kind of hook up a little like ledge to get to it. Which yeah, it's kind of like a little mini barrier to entry. You know, like the Priuses won't catch us there. 
Correct. Yeah. This is one of the few campsites where you're not going to be um, surprised by a Prius already being there in your favorite campsite. Right. Which which kind of uh, so are we kind of caught up with your the rest of your day? Yeah. I mean, yeah. from that point on, we drove home. We stopped at my super favorite taco shop in San Diego. Shout out to Lolitas. Lolitas. Oh, Lolitas is the best, okay. dude. Home of the California burrito. Oh, um, dude, I like me a California yeah. burrito. That is that is the unverified uh, birthplace, the unconfirmed, super sketchy, like because it can be, depending on who you talk to, it was surfers in Baja or it's some dude in El Centro or, you know, depending on who wants to claim the fame. Um, there was actually an interesting article written about it a long time ago in the San Diego Union Tribune where they actually did significant research. Okay. And they narrowed it down to a spot in El Centro, a one-off taco shop, and Lolita's. So I'm just going to go ahead and As say Lolita's. What? The, uh, the birthplace of the California burrito. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Okay. So um, I will say if you're driving through San Diego County, and, or not San Diego County, San Diego proper, because uh-huh. that's where they are, um, stop at Lolita's and get a California burrito. Or if you want to be a total glutton and just treat yourself, uh, get a get California fries. California fries. Yeah, yeah. the carne asada fries are I mean, stupid. Yeah. I like me some nachos. That's California. like meal for four. Nachos, it's ridiculously good. Nachos, uh, nacho fries. Yep. A good California burrito. Yeah, man. And their salsa is legit, which is, in my opinion, like what makes a taco shop legit is What's their salsa. Chili Killies, dude. Chili Killies, yeah. Dude, you give me a good place with Chili Killies. Yep. I'm gonna crush that. <laughs> I love me. So there's your food tip. Chili Killies. There's your food tip for the for the trip. Um, if you're going to San Diego, hit up Lolita's. You know, you know who has a pretty bomb Chili Killie? Who? And it's and you, you'll laugh. <laughs> Fucking Cheesecake Factory. Oh, right? I was gonna. I thought you were gonna say Peggy Sue's. No, Peggy, Peggy Sue's. I think anything you eat at Peggy Sue's is gonna be bomb. That's for sure. But but no, of all places, Cheesecake, cheesecake Factory? Factory brunch. They only serve really? it on Sundays. It, it must be like some recipe they found from. Oh, they they totally, murdered somebody. Got that recipe. And totally, like, dude. It's good. That like, that recipe. Pork, that recipe got somebody a promotion. Yeah, that that pork. Yeah, is like, it's like slightly crunchy. It's so well cooked. Crispy. They're crispy. The yeah. sauce is amazing. The chorizo. The dude, crispy chorizo. They just do such a good job. And uh, so anyways, just saying. Man, that I is eat, like. I eat a lot of different kinds of food and of all places. I would have never. I mean, that's like a, that's like telling me that the best Italian food is at TJ Friday's. Right. No, I'd I I'd be know. like, wait, what? Dude, the best Alfredo you ever had, bro. <laughs> right. The best exactly. The best Alfredo, bro. <laughs> the breadsticks, the bomb. The bomb. And they're free. Dude, I was doing my laundry. I stopped by TJ Friday's. I got myself some Alfredo. Just like my mom made, okay? <laughs> oh, man. We're not even drunk yet, guys. Oh, speak for yourself. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that was the trip. It was, it was fun, man. It was fun. I'm, you know, like I said, I'm glad we, I'm glad we, we got that one behind us. Yeah. We, we worked out the kinks, and now we're legit camping and legit well, traveling. So. I don't know. I, this was one of those short-notice trips again for me. That's true. That's true. And so- it's been pretty busy at work, and I air quotes on work because I'm at home, but still busy. Right. Like, I don't leave my... It's so funny. You would never think, and this is one of the funniest things about COVID, you would never think that if you, like, pre-COVID, if somebody said, hey, you'd work from home all day, you'd be thinking in your head of, like, walking around in your boxers and flip-flops or, you know... Right. Eating cereal at, like, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, like, whatever that, that thought would be, like, that COVID would actually be like... No, the reality is I wake up every morning. I dress exactly how I would normally dress if I was going into the office. Oh, really? So that if I'm on a Zoom meeting, like my team knows like all these ready to show up, right? Yeah. And I sit at the desk. I literally like for lunch. Yeah. I'll run downstairs, throw something together, 
run back upstairs at my desk, continue to work, continue to eat to the point where now I'm like, one of my goals at work is to eat away from my desk. <laughs> one of my goals at work <laughs> is to eat away from my desk. And, uh, and I, and I had that problem at legit work and now yeah. that I'm at, at home work, it's still the same it's thing. Still, now it's an at home problem. Dude. And it's like, what are my guys, Taylor? Like we were talking, like that was part of his goals too. Yeah. Like get away from your desk and go eat. Like go watch, go watch a Netflix show. Like go watch some series that you're watching, whatever. Yeah. Go do something else. And it's so difficult to do this. That's true. It's true. It's, it's rough. Like uh, Shannon called it the break room for the first time. Like uh, what, like last week, which really cracked me up. Wait, what, what did she call the break room? The kitchen. The kitchen. <laughs> I was like, I could, I, we were just talking because, you know, we're home and we were just talking, you know, while we were working and we're talking, I, I could really use a snack. And she's like, there's snacks in the break room. And I was like, what? I looked at her and I was like, what? Well, it's like, it's <laughs> funny. I was like, you're right. It totally, totally is. Now that, now that we live in the era of magic where people can communicate wirelessly. Right. Um, it's like literally before we were going into work to sit at a desk, which was very much like our own desk at home. Right. To do stuff on a computer, which our computers at home do. Right. And if anything, spend half of our day distracted talking to other people as they come up to your desk. Right. Or getting water versus, because I went to the office the other day. Yeah. And I was so stoked to see my friends again. Right. And I, I don't think there's anything that like, you know, tops it. But still, every hour I must have spent at least 15 of it talking. Talking to people who walk by, talking about the latest mod on their fj or you know whatever they've got whatever yeah. it was and it's like you realize catching up on life catching up on life just shooting the shit or hey by the way i thought of this it's really funny you know as somebody's walking by it's just we've i i would i would say if the company has people that care about it they've become a lot more productive than they were before oh absolutely 100 percent. i've said this because i used to work from home years ago yeah and i could bang out eight hours of work in five or six hours right yeah hands down without issue i could and, and i was still putting in eight hours so i was like i it would it would get to friday and i'd be like so what now <laughs> like i guess i'll go find something to do i'll go find some problems because well you know i'm done i will say i'm not i don't feel as bad when i go work out or if i go take the kids out to right the park like i'm like right. dude i'm because you're also working longer hours i mean <laughs> i am i don't know about you but i'm not working the standard like it might, I used to be seven to four, right. like full eight hours. Like I'm working now, like eight to like six. Yep. You know, and then I'm, and then and then when my laptop is down, I'm still looking at my phone. Still looking at phone. Still at, checking yeah, emails. Slack. Exactly. Yep. So, you know, I don't I, like you said, right? I I don't feel guilty going to the supermarket at an off hour because I know that I probably put in ten hours that day anyway. Right. So, it's yeah. all good. Right? I'm gonna go get boba right now. I'll be back. Right. Yeah. Those random Starbucks runs. Damn yep. you. Damn um, Starbucks. If anybody needs to sponsor me, it's Starbucks. Yeah, Starbucks cards. My email is uh, goodink at goodinkclothing.com. That's right. That's with a K for both of those. Shannon's nicknamed me Star Hoarder. Star Hoarder. Yeah. <laughs> have you heard of me? I'm Star Hoarder. It's my nickname. Stupid. No, I'm serious. <laughs> I have like I have like 1,200 stars. And she, she, was, oh, looking at, she was looking at my phone. And when I was, because I was ordering our, our drinks and she was looking at my phone and she goes, she goes, whoa, Star Hoarder. She's all, she's all you know, you get a free drink on your birthday, right? right. You, don't, you don't have to save it. <laughs> you don't have to save the stars. You can use them. You're all, you're all, a hundred of those are for Christmas, a hundred of those are for <laughs> Thanksgiving. 
Because I get like I think I think a drink is like 150 stars a free yeah. drink or whatever. Anyways, I just forget to use them, and so I have all these. And you know how much I go, dude. Like it's it's a, it's a sickness. Yeah. And so uh, she's so now I'm like I was I was totally like I Guardians of the Galaxy like the guy at the drive thru. I was yeah. like I'm Star Hoarder. <laughs> You've probably heard of me. <laughs> hey guys, hey guys, Frank's here. Is he gonna use it? <laughs> all right, we got five bucks, ten bucks, twenty bucks, twenty bucks, and he's gonna use it. Okay. Dude, I actually had a girl at the window say. She goes. I just lost a bet. She goes. Do you? Yeah. She goes. Do you want to use stars? And I was like, I was like. She goes. You have twelve hundred of them. Oh really? Like she, she gave me the she like. She oh she totally did. She gave me like the, the like you know, dude, come on, bro. And I and I told her straight up with a straight face. Nah, I'm good. That's funny. <laughs> so, anyways, um, I forgot what I was talking about before that. Well, prior um, to that. I was talking about something I forgot. About. Oh, about being at home. So yeah, That's like right. I've basically worked. I basically had the last, the last eight months on on the couch with my couch desk. Like that's that's my office. Yeah. Is working on my living room couch. <laughs> I, I have a nice little upstairs office. I actually like it. Yeah, I've got my um, Apple monitor and you know yep. it's a nice little setup. Printers and shit. Um, my mother in law walks behind me every so often <laughs> with her dog, a little poodle. <laughs> I'm like, do you guys do Zoom calls a lot? I'm like. like can you not see I'm on the right. computer <laughs> with my coworkers? This is my office woman. <laughs> You're walking behind me and, you know, she just kind of. Mosey's on by. Mosey's on by or my wife is in her pajama shorts walking by. It's cool. That's right. Um, during a meeting. Um, but, no, it's cool. Yeah. I, I mean, I will say, again, once again, that uh, I do appreciate more than words can explain how great it is to have this time that I would normally not have with my children. That's a big thing I think for with me is children. like the the time that you're getting to spend with your family, you're the time that you're getting to spend with your kids. Like that's that's if if, if any if any positive is going to come out of this, it's that you know. If you did it right, in if, my yeah, yeah, I agree. If you did it right, I mean, it could be. You know, at the very beginning of COVID, we we're very paranoid. Like literally had like disinfection routines. Coming oh, back we did home, too. We would come back from like the grocery store and disinfect st- the groceries. Yeah, like biohazard style. Now I'm just yeah. like, you know, I guess if I get COVID, I get COVID. Yeah, I, actually I don't just know. Had a I, st- close I still friend feel- come down with it. But, oh, yeah. bummer. I'll tell you about it. Later. Yeah, I still feel like I don't know. I don't want to get it. I'll tell you that. Well, no, nobody wants it. Yeah, I don't like, want it. So part of me is still taking taking the necessary precautions, but I agree. COVID fatigue is real. I mean, it's just, I think it's like with anything, you get tired of being underneath it. I mean, exactly. could, you, could you imagine being North Korean? No. Could you imagine the fatigue of like no. just living that life? No. Of like, of like, of believing that your supreme leader doesn't poop. You Is know? he not? That's, that's what they believe. Is yeah. Yeah. That he's, you know, oh, the world is he's crazy. a celestial being. The world is crazy. You know? So, yeah. I mean, if you ever, if you ever think to yourself like what what are human beings capable of believing just remember north korea just remember (laughs) there's still magic in the world that's right that's right there's still magic in the world in some parts of the world a very special human being raises and lowers the sun and the moon that's gonna be so hard it's like dude i'd be late like people be like where the (laughs) fuck the sun go i'm like i'm still sleeping It's like 8 a.m. and it's still dark. Fuck you. I don't, I don't get to work until 9 a.m. Somebody wake up, Holly. It's still dark outside. <laughs> Fine. Oh, God. Is the moon not good enough for you? Jeez, man. You guys are your stupid son. God. What's wrong with people? Oh, man. I'm sorry, world. 
<laughs> that is the god I would be. Yeah. Oh, um, did you notice? And this is just me. I don't want to. I don't want to. Shit! Sound... Shut up for a second. Look up. Yeah, that's a lot of stars, huh? That's the Milky Way. That's the Milky Way. Yeah, we're outside. It's nighttime, which this is, is only better than Valley of the Moon. This is better because we're further from cities for and sure. I think there was some cloud cover. Yeah, that's true. All right, go ahead. Uh, sorry, I was gonna say that not not to toot our own horn, but dude, we have ninety nine reviews. Did we hit ninety nine? Yes, Last I was time looking I saw it was at like fifty. Something. I was looking at it yesterday. What? So huge thanks to our awesome, awesome listeners, all ninety nine plus of you. I'm glad that one dude who gave us the one star. I was just gonna say that. That much weight. I was like, and to that one dude who <laughs> was upset that we didn't even talk about off roading. We talked about off roading in this episode in the first thirty seconds. That's right. So shh, sh- shut it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, but seriously, the uh, that review is the funniest of all of them. It was just like, but that's what we kind of. I mean, he's we, like, he's like, they didn't talk about off roading. I'm out. We have other lives too. <laughs> and, and you know what's the bummer? It's probably the one episode where that did happen. Yeah, where we didn't really talk about off roading. Or it's probably the episode where we were talking about how much our lives were not doing great at the moment. Dude, we had that moment. Yeah, <laughs> and that was real. That was probably that episode, and it was like, oh, bro, if you only knew. If you only listen to the episode before and after that, yeah, it, you, it would be a different world for you. You'd be part of those 99 happy people. Right? <laughs> right? Anyways, huge thanks because I appreciate that. I know Ali does. Yeah, literally. for sure. I, I literally, I mean, I don't check it that often. So like, I think the last time I saw it was like 50 something. Yeah. 99, that's, that's impressive, that's right. dude. I'm stoked. Yeah, I'm happy that they're happy. We ain't Joe Rogan. I don't give a fuck. That's, that's cool. right. That's right. Um, so yeah, we we are now tonight. Um, if you're wondering, because we haven't gotten to it yet, uh, we are on the Mojave Road. We're again. at a cool, yeah, again, again. Um, funny story. It's been almost exactly a year since we've been here. Really? Yeah. Like the lot, the time that we came with everybody was yep. a year ago. Oh. Yep. It it's was. A good, it's a good time to do the Mojave. It is. It's a really good time because the weather's phenomenal. As long as it's not raining and flash right. floods and stuff, but yeah. that's right. The weather's phenomenal. Um. Hey, did you enter the raffle? Do you have a raffle ticket? I did not. Okay, me neither. I forgot about that actually. I've I've been blessed enough to where it's okay if I don't. Yeah, win anything. me too. It's okay. So I'd rather cool. the All right. everybody else wins. So they're doing the raffle right now. Oh, <laughs> whoops! <laughs> Bad timing. <laughs> um, so if you hear people shouting in the background, it's because they're winning stuff. They just want a Dometic fridge. Oh, get out of here! Hold on, let me go buy some tickets. <laughs> I'm a, I don't have a fridge. Um, you still don't? No, <laughs> oh. no. I'm 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 that cooler life, bro. Yeah. I'm a I'm I'm a dirt bag. I'm a I'm a te- ground. Technically, you have a fridge right now. I'm a ground dwelling, cooler, cooler living. Unless you're running your fucking off the grid rental That's trailer. Right. That's right. Huge shout out to off the grid rentals. Um, <laughs> I'm just a cooler guy. Oh, but except for when I have my <laughs> off the grid trailer, which has I'm, a five gallon propane except tank. Except for when I'm rolling an absolute fucking luxury top <laughs> fridge. Get out of here. Lies. That's right. That's right. That's right. feeding you lies. See, it's because I, I, I'm all in or I'm all out. There's no in the middle. Right? Uh, there's no like, ah, yeah, I'll dabble in this or that. No. It's like I'm sleeping in the FJ or I'm going full on luxury trailer and Which I'm gonna is, have yeah. I'm oh, gonna have Hey, holy shit, I just had chills because the last time we were here. That's what I'm trying to tell you. That's what you I was had that, your that's what I was stupid getting at. trailer. Which is a great trailer, but yes. the stupid trailer that lost its arm. So it wasn't a trailer's fault. No, it was, it was the, the it was fucking, the, 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 tongue, the tongue. Yeah, the tongue it was the shank. Broke, the shank. Yeah, shank broke, and we spent what two, three, oh, four? Oh, dude, it was like three hours. Three hours just to like just to get it out. 
Here we are again with the same fucking trailer, Frank. And guess what's tomorrow? Mojave. <laughs> no, tomorrow is that lake bed. Yeah, it's the road. Yeah. yeah. Tomorrow we're crossing to the Traveler's Monument. God damn it. <laughs> in that same section of road where of I buried the trailer a year ago in like three feet of mud. I'm shaking my head at Frank. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, oh, you know who I saw yesterday? Hey, there's a lot more people to help this time. Sorry, now. today. You know who I saw today? Who? Speaking of that trip, Mike and Mimi. Oh, really? Who were, who were with us on that trip. Wait, or Mike was. Mimi and They're not come. here, are they? They are, but they're doing it on their own. Oh, no shit. Yeah, they came out with a different group. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So we almost got the whole gang together if um, if uh, our buddy Matt would have come and Bob would have come. That would have been the whole gang, pretty oh, much. Funny. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so not only is it almost a year to the day, but and then Death the Valley same setup. Yeah. Same setup. I, I like this setup for, for Mojave Road, honestly. Oh. This is like, if you're going to do this trip- um, this is a perfect trip to bring a setup like the off the grid rental trailer. Yeah. Because the road is not super technical. The trailer can totally yeah, handle it's it. It's like fire roads to hold Yeah, the, the, the trailer can totally handle it. it. There's some parts where it gets weavy and it gets you get a couple little, you know, cool terrain sections and sand and whatnot, but the trailer's fine. The trailer's not your issue. And but the one thing that can take from take away from your experience out here is the cold and the wind. And the trailer the cold in my fingers right and the trailer negates like basically wipes out both of those. Yeah, is it the trailer. In there? Yeah, yeah, the trailer is nice. Like you get in the trailer and then the wind is a non-issue. Like you don't feel it, you don't hear it. You're just sleeping like a baby. You I get know, up in the morning and you're good to go. It's hilarious that I got into this whole overland life with my Jeep before I even fucked with trailers because my buddy Nazar and his wife Debbie. Yes. Are really good family friends of ours. <laughs> I finally talked. I do after after over a year of renting these trailers. Uh-huh. I finally met Debbie over the phone. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah we, we talked over the phone before. You know, trip. she's raced the Rebel Rebel. Oh, she has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not know that the Rebel Rally. The yeah, Rebel she's Rally. Huge in that. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, oh, I could have talked to her for so much longer. Multiple years, she uh, she raced in that. And oh wow. Her husband Nazar is the one who actually developed this trailer. Put it together and got you know partnered up with uh, with Rebel. Yeah, Debbie helps with that too, and yep. they're like a partner team. Yeah, they're great people. Oh, that's so I did not man. I wish I would have known that when I talked to her. Legit lives a life. Yeah, that's rad. Yeah, that is rad. Yeah. So it yeah, is. that's um, that's what I'm doing right now. Um, this trailer is 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 awesome though. I love it. So, yeah, we're we're out here in the Mojave Preserve, right? That's correct. Yep. Yep. Um, off of Kelso. Uh, Sema Road. Sema Road. Yep, Sema off of Sema Road. Sema We're at a place called Thomas Place. Is where we are. So those of you that are familiar with the area, uh, are we kind of are we kind of podcast geotagging right now? Sort of, but it's yeah. a it's a pretty well known place. Is it um, really? Because yeah. I never knew about this. Yeah, this Thomas is Place awesome. is is pretty well known. Um, you don't those, have to reserve this. No, it's all it's first come first serve. You're welcome to camp here. What Thomas Place is is this is really cool. You missed this because you got here late. Um, not to call you out or anything. But, but you did. <laughs> I showed up for the cleanup after the cleanup. What? That's right. So yeah. So this Thomas Place, and we'll get to that because Thomas Place, um, the National Park Service is here with us. They're staying here. Oh, are they here? Yeah. Right now? Yeah. One of the guys is here. Oh shit. Uh, super cool guy, and he's he's the reason that we're doing this cleanup. Why we came out here. Which is what over. Okay, so I back up you a little bit more. So we'll back up a little bit more. Okay. Overland Bound. So we're here with Overland Bound. Yeah. Right? Overland Bound organized this trip. People booked uh, in advance, right? Because there was limited slots. And the goal was to do the trail, but also do some some restoration to the park. So the park is in need of some love, right? And we went to a place called Death Valley Mines. 
Um, which I thought was actually Death Valley. No, so, yeah. Which, to my surprise, I was driving to the Mojave. Exactly. It's actually just about two miles, three miles up the road. Um, and it's an old it's an old homestead and, and then a mine operation. So it's it's kind of changed over the years. I saw it on the way up. They're like kind of cabin yes, looking. Yes, yeah. exactly. There was some new two-by-fours or something yep. like getting trussed up. Yep, yeah. exactly. So, um, so that place is had like many different lives, right? Um, all the good dating back into the late 1800s and the national parks was, has been, has been like telling us they've been giving us kind of the stories to all these places as we're, as we're here. And so kind of a history lesson as we're doing it. And so, um, what's the history lesson for this spot, Frank? Oh, so for Thomas, for Thomas place, it was two brothers, the Thomas brothers. Um, they had this spot and they used to raise cattle here, which I guess was kind of a big deal in, in the Mojave. I had no idea, but I guess raising cattle here back, you know, hundred plus years ago was actually a thing. And so they built this place. They made a living here. They had a modest count of cows. Um, I want to say a couple hundred maybe, uh, if I remember correctly. And they built these corrals. And so that's one of the things that we're camping in right now is one of the corrals. And there's about three or four of them that are here. And they're these giant wooden posts. They look like railroad ties, actually. Um, And that's what makes the corral. And so you can now drive into these corrals and set up your campground. And like the one that we're in will probably will comfort comfortably fit uh, five, six vehicles, like with plenty of room. We could probably fit two more in here, actually. And and so, you know, and that was obviously before it was National Park. Um, I want to say that this part, this became a national park um, during the Clinton presidency. So um, which is when this whole thing got kind of kind of created. So but before then, it was BLM land, if I remember what he said correctly. Um, so yeah, this is where we are. Really cool spot. Um, these posts have been restored by the national park service. So we got that going for us. Um, so we can't tear them down and use them as firewood. Like Ollie suggested earlier, <laughs> even though we have a fire pit here by us. Um, so yeah, really cool spot. Um, so wait, you said this, this was created, this was turned into a national park during the Clinton. Yes. It no was kidding. it was officially created as a national park during the Clinton administration, um, and if I remember correctly, like don't quote me, but because he, he he threw a lot of facts and a lot of stuff at us today. Well, I think I remember, but when, I do I think that's what he said um, on Clinton's way out. I, I feel like he like before then, up, yeah, yeah. Every president usually does think? that. Yeah. Like they'll do like either um, a monument or a national park, right? It's kind of like their legacy, I guess you could say. Not every president, but a lot of them do. Um, like I think Obama did like the, was it called Bears Ears was his monument that he created. Bears Ears? Yeah. Oh, really? In Utah. I think that was, I think that was one of his. Um, but anyways, I think it's a pretty common thing. Um, and so this was one of his, if I remember correctly. And before then it was just BLM land. Oh, no kidding. This was BLM land? Yeah. Dude, they're lucky anything stayed up here. Exactly. They're lucky all these railroad ties didn't burn down. So that is a good segue into what we were doing today at the Death Valley Mines is because for years before it was National Park, there were squatters there, like for decades. And so what these squatters did is they dug these giant, they brought in backhoes and dug these giant pits and they just pushed all their trash into these pits. Like (laughs) They were like that adamant that they got backhoes to do it? (laughs) Yeah, and they just pushed all their trash into these pits. And so there was like, dude, there's like ovens in there, like cans of every type. There's like mining supplies. There's like... There's gears and no way. tubes and hoses and I mean and when I say it's a pit, I mean it's a pit that's like probably eighty feet across and I wanna say I don't know, 
a thousand, maybe maybe fifteen hundred feet long. Like it's massive, massive. Is it like? Uh, <laughs> it almost looks actually, like a wash. It's so this, big. This movie kind of really bummed me out. It was super sad. But the Lovely Bones, where that girl has a boyfriend and he lives next to like, or he works at like the little pit. That, like, I don't think I've seen that. I haven't. Everybody's seen Everybody just dumps their shit in it. And it's like a sinkhole, <laughs> and it just keeps like taking all the. Yes, shit. that's exactly <laughs> what this is. And so they so they made a total mess of the place, right? Oh, and so we. So that was part of the project that Overland Bound organized, uh-huh. and that's why we're here. And so we hauled, we filled up two 40-foot containers today. Dude, just like uh, what we did. Just like what we did for Joshua Tree. Joshua Tree, exactly. Nice. And so they had trucks kind of, and they can't bring the containers as far into the park because it's it, the terrain's rough, too rough for those trucks. Right. So they had these these big trucks hauling stuff. No way. And trailers. Trucks and trailers hauling stuff There's to the containers. There's that much trash out here. Yeah. So they were like hauling it to the containers to get dumped in. And so, yeah, going back to the original mine and the original house, yeah, that house was built in the early 1800s. And get this, the house was ordered out of a Sears catalog. What? Yes. Back then, you could order a house. You could like, order just about like anything. All the all the fittings and everything. Like so you would and... lo- you would shop in the catalog for a house that you like because back then there were there was the Homestead Act. Uh-huh. So a lot of people out here got free land for the government to oh, move shit. out here. Right. So, you know, 160 acres or so, I think is what he was said the government offered. Like if you live out here, if you move out here, the government give you 160 acres. Wow. And so, and there's another story about that too, which is pretty funny. Um, And so this house, you know, the the owner looked through a Sears catalog and picked out his house and they would drop it off here at the railroad. The original Ikea. Everything. Yeah. They would drop everything off at the railroad and they would bring it in by wagon Uh to his plot. And they would build it up, and everything was keyed. All the posts, all the framing, everything was keyed and numbered. And you would just start putting, oh. start putting it together, man. Hammers and nails. Just start putting your house together. That's rad. Yeah, and I mean, you know what? Testament to how it was built. The damn thing is still there. And, and we you guys, you guys just kind of, and we could walk in it. We walked through hang it. On, hang on one second, sorry. Yeah. What's up, buddy? So my my ten year old son's with me, and I freaked him out proper. <laughs> on the way up here, about rattlesnakes, scorpions, centipedes, and all the things that'll oh yeah bite you. Um, so he wanted to go use the bathroom. And the poor guy's like, He's I don't scared. know what to do. <laughs> I don't know what to do. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so yeah, this, sixty acres. Huh? This house, yeah. So this house. I mean, like I said, it's still standing. Shannon and I walked through it. Yeah. And that we the and some of the walls are exposed, so you can see the framing. And can it, you return it, that to Sears? Right. <laughs> if you, if you can find Sears. <laughs> hey, so uh, my my walls are all falling. Yeah, apart. but dude, the framing it looks spectacular. Really? Oh, it looks so good. Because that's like the Goodwood that they yeah. had back then. Yeah. It was incredible. House is still there. So uh, and then there's of course a whole mining operation that's going on there. So there's big oh, like, really? there's vertical pits and all kinds of stuff. So really cool. Really cool. So. That's the history there. And then there was one other funny thing that, is he good? I don't know. What's up, buddy? Oh, okay. You're going to go check out some stuff? All right. Hopefully we see him again. Yeah. It's a good group. Yeah. Luckily. <laughs> He's kind of testing the waters. He's like right. going to the opening of our corral. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Testing boundaries. Yeah. Anyways. So... So funny, funny anecdote is he was telling us how when he when this guy the the guy that that's been, I think his name's Dave, um, the national park ranger that's helping us, he was saying that when he first started this job, he's a geologist and a historian, uh-huh. and so his a lot of his job is to analyze and see what's out here and whether or not it's worthy of historical 
significance uh-huh. or, you know of, of preservation and so he said when he was coming out when he first got the job he would see a lot of uh, a lot of people a lot of people coming out here in normal sedans uh-huh. a lot of African American people coming out here in normal sedans so it's strange to see people out here in normal sedans these roads you see, you've seen these roads they're not great was there an Islamic uh, mosque out here no but but he did notice that almost all of them like 99 percent of them were African American so what's that so so one day he stopped uh-huh. and he talked to one of them and he goes hey where are you guys headed and he goes oh um, our grandpa grandfather he has a, he has a pl- he has some land out here I guess okay he goes my our, my dad passed away. And he's been paying the property tax on this land since my grandpa passed away. Uh-huh. And now that he passed away, he wants us to take, you know, we're taking over the property tax. And we just wanted to see what the heck we're paying for. Right. So he goes, he goes, every so often you'd, you'd see this, right? And I guess back then the United States government, as part of that um, homesteading act uh-huh. to get people out here, gave a lot of land to a lot of African-Americans. And a lot of that land is still in their families. They they like on purpose to African Americans. Like they segregated. No, I don't think group? I don't. I don't know that it was on purpose. I don't. I it maybe maybe it was. Maybe it or wasn't. They just took advantage know. of the program. But they might have taken advantage of the program exactly as a way to kind of like get something for their families, right? And have and have land, and have property, right? And so just opportunity in general, right? right. That's the whole point of the homesteading thing, right? And so, um, huh. but but the land is still in their families, and a lot of them were coming out here. Like just to see like, what, what the heck they were paying for. That's crazy. And he was like, "Yeah." And the crazy thing is, is because of the California property tax laws, like the property tax hasn't changed in like literal decades. So like they're paying like like pennies, like fifteen dollars a year in <laughs> oh property <my> tax. God. <laughs> All right. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go take care of Jackson real quick and get him set up with the radio, just so I can keep track of him as he's trying to get more and more brave. Um, and exploring his surroundings. Yep, and then we'll pick it up. And then we'll pick it up back at the cleanup uh, for Overland Bound. Perfect. All right, we're back. What's up? So we just did the raffle. Just did the raffle with the Overland Bound folks. So I guess this is a good time to talk about Overland Bound and what they did and why. Yeah, so... Um, so yeah, like I was saying earlier with the people that were homesteading, they dumped a bunch of trash back there. So Overland Bound, um, has a really good relationship with the National Park Service. Um, they've actually adopted a trail up in Big Bear, um, that Overland Bound, uh, I think, I don't remember the name of the number of the trail. Um, but they do have a trail that they've adopted that that they look after up in, uh, Big Bear. Um, some of you that are super familiar with the Big Bear area will know it. It's the one that drops back into, um... Uh, Apple towards Apple Valley. It okay. drops. It drops off the backside of the mountain. Corey and Mike have done a really good job of really getting into the inner workings of the National Park Service. Yes, and different organizations that really give back to keeping us off road and able to make the best use of these lands. Right? Yeah, they've built really solid relationships, um, which is how this happened. Right, this is. Like you, like you saw at the raffle, right, Dave from the National Park Service, who's been giving us kind of the. Is that the, Dave? Yeah. Oh, really? That was him. So wow. he's the one that's been giving us all the history, um, you know, throughout the day, and he's also been doing the trail with them. Wow. Um, he actually said he did. He told us last night he owns land out here. He's got a property out here, um, and and so that was part of like the thing is that I didn't know this, but there is a lot of private land within the park that was okay. here before it was park. Interesting. And so. That was part of what I was getting at with the oldest families that have owned land for decades, 
you know, um, in some cases, a hundred years or more. That's crazy. Right. And so that land is still private property and it's, and it's just kind of like, you know, sprinkled inside of the national park service. And so, you know, what ends up happening is those families either for whatever reason, they don't want it or they, or there's actually people living out here that die and their families don't want it. Right. And so they end up selling it. And so you can buy it, you know, when it comes up for sale or, you can do, um, there's a group called the Mojave Land Trust. Okay. And you can donate to them if you want to just throw money at it and not come out here and pick up trash. That's cool too. Um, but what they do is they buy that land. And so Dave was telling us, crazy number, they buy about 2,000 acres of private land every year and donate wow. it back to the National Park Service. Just to grow that border. To grow the border or even within the park, right? To, to close those holes those right. within, within the park. That's cool. Right? So, yeah, there's I, – I couldn't believe it was 2,000 2, well, acres. That's not, a lot. It's not the most forgiving land. No. No, it, it definitely you're not, takes you're a, not like You don't have like a river runs through it. Yeah. Here. It's yeah. a unique individual that wants to spend time out here like permanently. That's for sure. It's 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 harsh. It's cold. It's hot. It's – yeah, it's very unforgiving. You're it's windy. You're either visiting or cooking meth. <laughs> if you're spending any kind of time out here, yeah, you're camping on this road or, yeah, you're doing something illicit. <laughs> Or you're one of these guys who just want to be off the grid, right? I don't know. Any more than like uh, two to three weeks and you're probably like, yeah. yeah. They, they're unique individuals, like no doubt. The guys that live out here full time, you For know. Sure. So. No, I, and I, you know what? Honestly, I won't generalize and say everyone who's a full-time desert uh, lifer is crazy or whatever. Yeah. No, some people just love the desert. I love it. I love coming to the desert. I mean, I love Joshua Tree and that's technically the desert. Absolutely. It's just, it's so beautiful that you forget that. And it's hard. Like a lot of people think, like I've had people that don't appreciate the desert and they just see it as a bunch of dirt. And it's like. Well, I didn't like, I didn't like the desert at all until I started going to Calico with Matt and you guys. And then slowly but surely started to like find this appreciation for this like what normally would have felt like an empty waste like a wasteland right yeah. like just yeah. nothing just you know miles and miles and miles of nothing and it's really far from it there's tons of vegetation out here there's a very diverse ecosystem w- ecosystem out here um there's tons of wildlife out here they have deer out here he was telling us and i was just telling shannon i don't even know if there's deer which out is here. bizarre they have they have mule deer out here which is crazy i had no idea so it's like when you see donkeys in death valley you're like yeah is that somebody's donkey you're nope like, nope that's, that's a that's wild donkey wild donkeys yep <laughs> like what did he yeah, so so yeah, I mean that's you know, that's part of part of this whole relationship that they've built with the National Park Service to come out here and so you know, like like you were just hearing right now that he said, you know, during the raffle that, you know, a group on this scale, which is upwards of fifty people that are out here, um, is unheard of for the for them to get that kind of support, you know, to to, to clean right. up the land. And and if you would have been able to see the amount of trash that's out here it's like it's heartbreaking, right, for yeah. a national park to be that riddled in trash. Well, when you when you associate the word national park, yeah, you two think words of, national park, you think clean, yeah, pristine, beauty, nature, not, yeah, yeah. And there's these like pits that are just where, where people have. So what did you trash. say? To, you said there was like this huge pit. Yeah, yeah, huge pit of trash. Like where you guys were picking up earlier. Today. Yeah, yeah, tons of stuff. Old cars, like he was describing, old car parts, um, old mining parts. Um, and just general people living out here stuff, right? Coke, Coke bottles, beer cans. Um, I mean, it was transient, transient stuff. uh, Yeah. All kinds of stuff. I mean, we found, get this, get this. One of the cooler things that we found was, um, claim markers, like mining claim markers. And so what they were doing is they had these, basically it was a pill bottle, 
like a, you know, the orange with the white cap. Uh-huh. And they had a wire wrapped around it with a hook. And then inside the pill bottle was a note wrapped up. And it said, this is the Southwest marker of claim blah, 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 okay. blah number, no you shit. know, of, that belongs to so-and-so. And so they and they would hang it on the fence. Wow! Like that was their claim marker, and so, how they established the borders on the claim. At least, at least for that particular claim, that was, was actually one thing that David was talking about was that you guys actually saw some historical kind of totally garbage. Yeah, historical garbage, basically. Basically, it's just stuff that's been out here well, from you know. He said, like from back in the nineteen twenties. Yeah. So the real there was two major kind of heydays out here, and one of them was in like. 1880 to to basically 1900, and then again from 1910 to 1920. Right, and then 1920, he said there was a railway station yes. that was local here. Yep, that had a Kelso green, yeah, Kelso station. Yep, that had a green like chandelier thing yep. with the white bottom. Yep, that was what would lit, light up the brick kind of walkway. Yeah, that so people it would was be uh, waiting for the train. Right. Yeah, so kind of like you see a street light. This was the the lampshade that would be at the train depot. And it would be illuminating the platform. And you guys found an we found one, one of those out here in a pit. Intact, Just, yeah. Wow. Yeah, intact, green kind of lampshade made of ceramic. They're green on the outside, white, white on the bottom, the, white on the inside. That's yeah. insane. It's crazy. Yeah. So that goes to show that this particular location that Overland Bell was cleaning up has been kind of neglected for oh, for decades, century, decades. almost a century, almost a century. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Almost, literally almost. A lot of the trash in there was easily close to 100 years old. Yeah, like 99 years old. Some of the mining stuff. (laughs) I mean, there were cans in there that were like, they were like borax cans and like. um, The stuff uh, you'd see in like the game Wasteland. Yeah. Um, Like uh, coffee cans, like from back in the day. Like when you go in the house, there's a coffee can sitting on the kitchen counter. Right, right. Like it's just, and that's, that's been there for, I don't know. 80 years. I still have a Don Francisco coffee can. Yeah. Yeah. So there's still, can can still exist, but no, they, we're, talking, we're, we're talking about old school. But this is how you got your coffee yeah. back then, right? This back is how, yeah, back in the day. Exactly. That's so rad. I, I, I'm legitimately bummed. And Jackson showed emotional response to the fact <laughs> that he was genuinely bummed. Yeah. That we missed the cleanup part because he had a football game today. Oh, okay. How, I, how'd you guys do? Good? I told you. Well, they, they almost got the 49ers. No. By one touchdown. Oh. They got beat. But the reality is, is like he really wanted to come do the cleanup. We got we stopped by Home Depot, we got him gloves. Oh, cool. But literally by the time we got here, it was like almost four o'clock. It was like yeah. three forty. And uh you guys were already done. Yeah, we were winding down at that point. Yeah. So I I love I love the fact that I raised my boys to actually want to do cleanups. That's pretty cool. The fact that he wants to do that and give back to the Lands that he gets to have. Jackson, some fun am in. I am I forcing you to do cleanups? No, I love it. <laughs> Why do you like it? Because I like collecting bottle caps and also finding cool and rusty stuff. Oh, so you're kind of in it for the treasure hunt, kind of like a scavenger hunt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of cool, though. I mean, legit, we found some really yeah. cool stuff. No, I know you've missed out on a good day. Uh, do you do you uh, do you actually like picking up the trash and knowing that you're cleaning stuff up? Yeah. I like cleaning it up because the sometimes some animal animals can die because if they like choke on plastic or, or stuff like that. Okay. Yep, that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Usually in the ocean, but that's maybe a turtle or something. There's also just straight up toxic stuff, right? That's th- as these things break down over time, that also hurts the animals. Do you like being out in the desert? 
Yeah, I saw one get bit by a snake. <laughs> yeah, I don't like. It's too cold either. for snakes now. I hate snakes. Too cold. So, yeah. so cleaning up the desert is actually a good thing, yeah. Yeah. All right. So there's my ten year old. So if my ten year old <laughs> can do it and be stoked about it, so can you. So next time you guys hear about a cleanup, I hope you guys. Make yeah, a I mean, at the end of the out. day, yeah, you know, there's plenty of people that are willing to not give back and take, take, take. Yeah. You know, it, it, it really helps and it helps the National Park Service and it helps keeps these things open when they see that the community cares and that people are using it and enjoying it. I mean, that's why they do it. You talk to any of these park rangers and they well, they're do all it. they're all enthusiasts themselves. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And they love seeing people enjoy the land and use it respectfully. Right. And so, you know, when you take the extra time to to give back and clean it up, it just makes it that much better and richer for the next family or you know individuals Generation traveling through. even yeah i mean god you guys like like you said you picked up uh trash that was like 90 plus years old there was a most of that trash was probably from the 70s but think about how long ago that was that's crazy you know what i mean like so that's, you you may have come across asbestos lead right all kinds of good all stuff kinds today. of good stuff today yeah actually so. i'm glad we missed it <laughs> <laughs> all kinds of goodies so yeah that was our that was our afternoon um tonight we camp we hang out, we have, we eat, we drink, we enjoy I gotta the say, clear this camp, sky. This camp is pretty bitching. It's pretty nice, huh? It's a good I spot. Like, I like these individual corals. Yeah. Corals. Yeah, corals. the corals, yeah. Yeah, the corals are pretty rad. And there's like three more like down that way. Yeah, so I noticed. I was kind of confused. Somebody was like pointing me towards this direction. I'm like, what are you talking about? Right. <laughs> I'm already in the corral. Yeah. There's more corals. Yeah, it's really cool. So, so yeah, I'm stoked. Tonight is, it's a beautiful night. It's super clear. Um, it's nice and dark out here. So tomorrow we take on the trail again, anew <laughs> to relive the moment hey, of, of a year ago. Let me ask you. So are we starting the trail at the beginning? No, oh, no, no. We're like, we're, we're already halfway than, in, we're, right? we're about half more than yeah, halfway so in. So ye- we have yet to actually do this trail all the way through. In one trip, end to end. Correct. So I've done it in one trip. Tony, Tony from Romer. Yeah. Perhaps Troy from Romer. Maybe even Jason from Romer. Yeah. Somebody said they our wanted buddy to do Luke, this. Yes, our buddy saying, Luke. Yeah. And a few others. We want to do it from one end to the fucking other. To finish it. Like, all the way through. finish the whole thing. Like, literally, from start to finish. And done. Yeah, we could do it. Have have yet to do that. Yeah. I've done it twice now in parts. But, yeah. I will say because his, his truck, um, meaning Luke's, is a little bit lower slung than most. Like, it's more, it's not super jacked up, right? It's more right. kind it's, of a... It's a ram, whatever. Yeah. 1200? So, it actually bodes well for him that part of that, that river, that water crossing it has been filled, filled in. in. Yeah. yeah. I, and honestly, it bodes well for me because I wouldn't do it. Um, I did well, it once. Look. We here, talked about this in the last podcast. Here's the reality. That river it. stinks. It stinks. It's gross water. It already claimed one of my starters, and I don't feel like dropping 600 bucks to cross some water. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I forgot that part. Yeah, it claimed my starter. My Sorry, starter. I got all this beef jerky in my <laughs> mouth. It was hard <laughs> to My talk. starter died like a week after doing it, and it was from the sediment that had gotten in and basically just corroded. It just locked up the the actuator. That sucks. So it was done. 600 bucks later, I got a new starter. So yeah, I'm not doing that again for 600 bucks. Well, but right my, now you can. Right my, now. Pa- my power steering's uh, non-functional right now. Oh, really? So mm-hmm. you're working extra hard. Extra hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know why? Why? Because last week we did a KC shoot. Oh, that's right. You guys were up in Big Bear? Well, we were like all over. We were in Apple Valley. Oh, wow. And it was snowing. <laughs> well, no. Apple Valley was supposed to rain, but it didn't. Or the rain was going to start. So Apple Valley, 
We did a video with Tanner Faust, which was awesome, and Chuck Dempsey. Saturday, we went to Big Bear, and it rained. Or no, it snowed. It snowed, and it, like, blizzarded. Like, minor blizzard? Yeah. Like, we were not expecting snow. There was no snow in the forecast when we first, like, planned everything. And then suddenly there was snow on the exact day that we were supposed to be in Big Bear for our, like, rock crawling scene. And, uh, yeah. So the day before in Apple Valley was beautiful, gorgeous desert. Get up to Big Bear. Wake up in the morning and there's only, like, a couple inches of snow. And uh, by the time everyone got together at the at the cabin, it had increased. And by the time we got to Gold Mountain after John Bull, so we did we did like a few different trails. So we did John Bull, we did Holcomb Valley. Oh wow, it was gorgeous. By the time we got to John Bull, it was like maybe like four or five inches. Yeah. And then we left John Bull to go do Gold Mountain, and once we got to Gold Mountain, it was just like a nighttime kind of like mini blizzard. Wow. Like sideways snow, unrelenting. Yeah. Um, it's funny because uh, our buddy Adam, oh, that one dude, he has like no top. Right. I mean, he's got, he's got, he's got like windows if he wanted to, but he didn't. Right. And so the guy was just freezing. His yeah. He's off. open. His Jeep's completely open. Like completely he's, open. he's like full on summer mode. He's got his heaters on. Yeah. But like they would only do so much. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I had started the day with him, and I did not end the day with him. <laughs> I ended up in uh, um, Alfie's Jeep jail. Yeah. But uh, it was it was pretty epic. Uh, we did Big Bear that second day. So Gold Mountain was the last kind of, like, location. And we got all the way up to the rock garden, the big, huge field of rocks. Yeah. And we turned around because there was another group ahead of us that was coming down saying, dude, there's people, like, stuck up up ahead and and the terrain's gnarly and it's even worse when it's slick because of snow well and that rock have, has like a lot of iron content yeah in it. yeah and for whatever reason it's super slippery and yep. my jeep which is heavy as shit um doesn't have a lot of travel on it either right or um, or bump stops yeah or, or bump <laughs> stops uh she got she got good and stuck behind alfie and luckily alfie in his shorts what yeah, is, he. I, I saw a comment on Instagram that he's like that he was showing the pictures of the weather, and he's like, "And I'm in shorts, dude." <laughs> homeboy was in shorts the entire time. Yeah, <laughs> he had like a hoodie on, but like yeah, he was in shorts. That's Alfie uh, DTLA JL. If you guys want to check him out, he's a solid dude. Yeah, he's um, really cool. He's really fun. really in with Dino Talk nice and Jen uh, Wright. His JL is just tits. I mean, yeah, it's so nice. I don't think he's had to do much to it since uh, Rubicon, which we did yeah. together. And, and he kind of he kind of runs a different program on that thing too, because he's running like aluminum fenders and aluminum bumpers. It's a, it's a little bit lighter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a little bit lighter than Kate. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, um, Alfie got me out of a couple of tight spots. Um, well, one big tight spot while I was snowing and um, it was a it was a it was a really good time. It was a really good time, and we had like uh, so we had Adam oh that one dude, we had his wife Kayla oh that one chick, we had Alfie uh, Alfie period I believe DTLA JL, we had uh, Ragnarok or no sorry Eleven's JLU, and then we had Darren Parsons who oh, was wow. one of our racers. You guys had a pretty good group then. Yeah, who had his XJ came out, and then we had Bond and Evan from Rebel yeah. Off Road. 
Rebel Off Road. I mean, it's uh, it's pretty bitching that Casey has made such great relationships, and we actually have our own relationship between the two of oh, us. Oh, totally, yeah. Prior to Casey with Rebel Off Road, yeah. And uh, for me, it was originally Josh um, and Bond and Taylor. Yeah, that was my trifecta. For you, it's always been Evan and Bond, and, right? You know yourself. And now it's really cool to finally like really get some seat time together with Bond and like do some stuff together. And yeah. I love that guy. Yeah. He's a cool dude. He's such a cool guy. Yeah. Um, so huge thanks to uh, our sponsors, um, of which is KC. KC. Yep. KC highlights. I uh, use code RFD KC during off promotional times. Yep. Because we deactivate all the codes. During yeah, the so we're coming up on those, obviously, with Black Friday yeah. and Cyber Monday and all that kind of stuff. Christmas. So just a heads up with, yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah, otherwise you'll get a little, you'll get a little percentage off, uh, courtesy of Rick for Dirt. Yep. And uh, thanks to KC. And uh, yeah, check them out. We got some, uh, got some cool things happening uh, in the next uh, few months. So um, we got a, we got a giveaway right now. Probably it'll probably be done. I think by the time this episode comes out, but we'd have done a really cool giveaway with pelican fieldcraft survival um rugged radios blackbeard fire starters and onyx off-road so i'm looking forward to doing more things with those companies yep uh moving forward but that's uh, a good reason to follow casey on instagram yeah right because you can get the heads up on those things it's a great reason it's a great reason to follow them social and uh sign up for the newsletter because we will be posting about it anyways um other than that Yep, uh, Gear Forward. Don't forget about them. Visit them at their website, gearforward.com. Help them help the kids um, experience the outdoors um, for those that just can't afford to get the camping gear um, and yeah. help them find their way. So, yeah, and oh, one thing I will say is yeah. we are, we'll try to get these uh, uh, shows going again, uh, you know, these little meetups. Yeah, oh, the meetups, right. But we're currently right now in the middle of a surge. We have a 95, 98% like, solid vaccine in the works from Pfizer. So, so hopefully, right? I don't know. Yeah, they we'll say see. they say exclusive people will get it uh, in the next like month or two. Yeah. And then it'll be open to the general public in the next few months after that. Yeah, I think they're saying um, spring, Maybe, right? Yeah. yeah, spring. So, I mean, we'll get back to normal. And I promise you, once we do get back to normal, me and Frank are going to be freaking hard charging on all the plans that we had all in yeah all in all in so look forward to a lot of cool trips a lot of good meetups a lot of great shows and podcasts um there's a lot of cool shit coming for 2021 absolutely so don't forget to visit us at our website rigfordirt.com you can get your own rig for dirt patch and merch um we've got the so far so good patch the large la t-shirts that you can get that are real good uh for getting things done and working hard yeah real good real good and uh, I'm Frank at Trucky McTruckface. Ali at Keep the Jeep. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace out.